Zoe Epson is the founder and director of FACT, a talent solutions company that matches the most capable maritime and commodity professionals to firms that seek dynamic and exceptional talents. All opinions expressed by Christopher Vorname or his guests on this podcast are only their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Vorname. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Christopher Vorname as a specific reason to invest or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. This episode is produced by William Fransen. Looking at this diversity piece, how would you best summarize it? Because, I mean, you recruit for companies, you see a lot of people switching careers in the shipping industry, etc. So how massive is the opportunity? And is it a case of that you just need to find the people and they would love shipping? Or do shipping need to change something, their policies, their culture to attract those people? Where on the equation is sort of the, the opportunity here? You know, we can do a lot of drive to get people to come in, right? We can we can do that. We can get more active on our social media. We can get into universities. We can use recruiters like myself. I can give you an example of a company who's like, I did their graduate scheme and they had really fantastic numbers like for women coming through. There's all these things we can do to, because a lot of people have this conversation that, oh, we want to be more strong and diverse. Let's let's make a change. It's like, okay, great. We want to hire. So then we've got to try and sell to everyone to come in, right? And then say, okay, that's great. We can then hire the talent, but then we can look at the company space and there is a lot of changes that need to be made, I think, within company culture um, to be more inclusive. Um, That is for sure. Um, That is something I think we could do an entire podcast on. If you said to me, what are the changes to be made in the industry to be more sort of inclusive and diverse? I could do a whole podcast. <laughs> um, I mean, Christopher, put it this way. I've not met a woman today that doesn't have a story to tell me where like she's, oh, my whole career, there's never anything unfair. I was always like just promoted and treated fairly and the facilities were amazing and my maternity was one there's every woman has a story where she's basically felt like she's not being treated okay and it's not every shop it's not every desk but they will have one um so yeah there's a lot of changes for sure um to to i would say we i reckon we could probably do a really good drive to get the talent in and then also we need to have bigger selling points. And then once we're there, it's also maintaining staff and keeping them happy and making sure everyone can have a voice. So going into next year, I'm actually looking for someone to come and to be um, running women together. Because that's just as a small group that started, you know, like a few women having drinks together and we wanted to do it more often. And it was a, it was a really organic growth but now I actually see that through the companies that I have we can actually facilitate change so women together once we hire we are going to work on building a survey and almost like a qualifications checklist and we can go into a company where we can implement like we can suggest procedures uh, that would make their business more inclusive and diverse 
So, because a lot of people do come to me and they say, well, how can we do it? Right, we want to, but how do we do it? And actually, that's something that needs quite a lot of work to sort of get the understanding and, and to understand each individual company, you know, and what the values and the people, and what everyone's saying. Because ultimately, you know, for a company to be inclusive, everyone needs to be feel they could they can be heard and they can speak and use their voice, right? Um, so that's something women together would like to do, and we're going to be working on um, to help companies make these changes. Because ultimately, if you can make these changes and you can get such phenomenal talent. It's proven that when women are in sort of senior positions, companies do, you know, they do so well. Their numbers goes up, their revenues goes up. Um, and yeah, that is uh, something that could be a whole podcast of you and me talking about changes to be made. Um, but that's definitely something that um, there's a lot of room. Change. But but do you feel like there is uh, a momentum because it's basically it's a lot of top of top of minds and top of agendas, but it don't necessarily lead to enough action at least. But do you feel like there's also getting action done, and do you feel like there is a momentum to really drive on these changes right now? There's a lot of talk, a lot of you know, e before lockdown, who even spoke about ESG like no one, right? And now everyone wants to be green and everyone wants to be more diverse and inclusive. And this is like a whole new thing that everyone's talking about, right? But at the moment, there's nothing to say like, you know, we had IMO 2020, you have to reduce your sulfur. Uh, now carbon emissions are coming into the shipping industry, right? So 2025, you know, these are things that, you know, you're not just doing voluntary, you, you're having to actually execute and do your carbon emissions, right? So there's no one saying that like, you have to do this by a certain deadline, right? You don't have to have more women on the floor. It's something we would like. I've never ever spoken to anyone in the industry and I've they've never, no one said to me, oh, we don't want more women. There's not, everyone's open to it, but actually facilitating the change it's quite a lot of work that needs to be done and you have to be so proactive so i do work with companies who are um giving me permission and asking me for help and we are implementing it so i'll give you an example so kpi ocean connect came to me for their graduate scheme their graduate role and they said they would like to see more female application because they don't get a lot of girls apply right so I said, okay, that's fine. Now, we had a conversation that we always get the best candidate for the role. It doesn't matter if their background, when no one's getting a leg up. This is genuinely the best fit. So I said, okay, great. Let's just try and get some girls out there. So I push out the job role to my LinkedIn. And we also put the job onto um, Read and Total Jobs. It's totally open for people to apply. They had one female application one right and I was just like okay guys we now have to headhunt this so when we do a search we do really robust search we try and find as many people who could be good for the role given the geographical location or you know the competencies the client wants and I managed to get this list to 30% women so we had 100 of like 30 on that that women then for we did a lot of like video calls we did certain testing. We had to go through a few rounds before they got to the actual interview day. 
And that, on the interview day, they took eight candidates. So they, and there were four girls and four boys, which was fantastic, right? Because they've now gone to 50-50. And then they hired two, so they went to 100%. So without actually actioning and utilizing a recruitment service to make change, they would have had, they probably would have hired two guys. Um, and they wanted their office to have, you know, different people, like different walks of life, different personalities. So that one girl was from industry, one not, which is fantastic. So that's another massive improvement. Um, and I think it's small little changes, but there's actually people saying, do you know what? We're going to put our money where our mouth is. We're going to invest in this. We're going to push forward. And they've got the results they wanted. They've got two fantastic hires. They're so happy with them. Their offices have become, you know, slightly more diverse which i'm really happy about and it's nice to see these little changes right but everyone talks about it and you know you have groups like wister which i think are fantastic but the ch- it's, a, it's a fantastic unity but to put the change forward it's this, this thing i think i go on about all the time it's okay to talk about it and to meet up but we need to facilitate change and that is a lot of action and a lot of work and it's not a priority to a lot of shipping companies. We don't have a deadline for it. So I'm starting to coin the hashtag 2024 more women on the floor. And I'm going to start pushing that route because that gives me and the market sort of a deadline where we can actually try and push and see some results because they are possible, right? We, I've seen it. I've done it already. Um I've pulled one woman who left the industry and got her back. So I'm trying to push what I call returnship, like a coin on internship. But like, where, where's people who have left our sector? Let's pull them back in, right? We've made changes. It's becoming more inclusive and diverse. You know, and then that's another route that I've gone down is I've actually pulled two people who left industry and come back in. Um, because that's another thing that I think, again, like, it just requires a bit of, um action and effort but it's definitely possible so true just a a final question because we have so many young people tuning in and now we have you know a specialist in recruiting so what are your best advice for people who maybe are in their 20s who really want to create a career in shipping is it do you say general advice to people and is it a many opportunities to you know get ahead i guess but i think one of the stories you touched upon was of course that you don't have to you know necessarily have studied shipping in order to have a shipping career you can come from the outside and bring something else to the table i think as well it's looking at all the opportunities within the shipping sector so there's so many um and i did a post about the other day about back office stuff right and I'm telling you now, the careers there and the, the pay grades are fantastic if you're good. So, you know, and, and we spoke earlier about personality fit. And I said, well, it's not for everyone to go on the floor, but there is something for everyone in shipping. Everyone. If you're really good at HR and human resources and, you know, there are fantastic opportunities, especially in the big, big um, broking houses, you know, like where there's got like, you know thousands of staff members you know that could be a really fantastic opportunity compliance the compliance is increasing in shipping all the time right it's getting particularly in the derivatives and i think we're going to see it coming into sort of a lot of the physical side of things but compliance is getting you know um sharper by the minute so if you're interested in more of that side of things then you have operations where 
you may feel that you like the excitement of being on the broken floor, but you don't actually want the pressure or you don't feel that you would make a great broker. You could be in operations right, and, and trade support to brokers. So you get that vibe and that buzz, but you're entering tickets. And um, then there's like the trading side of stuff. You know, if you wanted to do chartering or uh, if you want to be a freight trader, I mean, there's like so many opportunities and then there's like maritime law which is like you know if you want to be legal but like why don't you look at shipping law like I'm so interested in the P&I clubs and I mean I could go on and on you've got all the trading houses you've got working for the actual ship owners themselves um and then with all these companies you know if you're working for the physical ship brokers that's operations but slightly different version of operations too would be on the derivative side of things um, we are seeing more companies looking to invest more in their marketing. So that's an, another career that you're not even like looking at or considering. You know, people go, oh, I want to do marketing. Oh, I want to go work for uh, Google or a fashion brand or whatever. But like, why not shipping? You know, it's it's something where there's something for absolutely everyone. Um, it's just finding your skill set and where you think you'd lay best. And then going into the industry, we're still seeing the best pay grades, I think, in shipping versus other industries. The graduate entry level roles pay really highly. Um, you know, I, I've been working recently with a company that does a lot of oil testing. They pay their brides like a really serious amount of money and they're based out in Amsterdam. And I'm just like, and they're like, we're really struggling. We pay so much money. Like we just need people. And their career opportunities are absolutely fantastic. So they often go and work, end up working for Cargill or the other trading houses. And people just aren't looking at this, um, this route and this road, um, which is a massive shame. But you've got business development as well in the shipping industry. A lot more broken shops now trying to get really good business because um, they don't want their brokers off the desk. They've got business developers. So they're really good with people. But again, you don't, want the pressure of maybe being the broker but you just want to go out and, and build the business and sell products another side and then you know shipping is getting uh, you're seeing more um apps coming out and um more digitalized versions of shipping again so if you're in the digital space like you could probably be like a really like ground you could be a groundbreaker in that sector because it's so behind the other industries so if you're really tech-based and then you go to shipping, you could really like advance. So honestly, there's something for everyone. It's just finding what you love doing and what your skill set is, and then trying to like nitpick it out where it is in the sector. Because I just feel like you can really excel in this industry if you're good at what you do. If you like this episode and the content we produce, you need to check out our newsletter called the Fransen and Wohnheim Letter. You can find more information in the show notes. And also, if you want to see this episode, head over to my YouTube channel. Just type in Christopher Vonheim. See you next time.